Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. It's Jack here, but I'm not. I'm not joined by Raj today. I've got a very, a very, very special guest to warm your cockles. He's a he is a voice that many of you probably know. Um, don't turn off like when I do tell you who it is. Like he 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 is sometimes he's sometimes known for. No, he's he's not too much of a gammon actually. Bit of a gammon, Demi. Is that, is that it's, it's Ricky from the Fighting Cock? But is that fair to, to give you an intro like that, Rick? Or? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind any intros. Good, just just an intro, or is, just being here, just in the background, just listening. This is a uh, this is well. You'll be do, you you know me, mate. You'll be doing a lot of listening while uh, while you're on this <laughs> podcast, mate. Like, you know, try and get me to shut up, eh? Yeah, I mean. But, um, it's yeah. I mean, I don't, well, I don't know if gammon's fair. It's more. It's more the uh, the dar thing. I think it is. That's what I often make fun of you about, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. That and many other things. Well, we won't bring up mum jokes, eh? No. It's <laughs> our usual. Uh, our usual set to. You bodied me last time, so I should probably be quite quiet about that. <laughs> our uh, so Rick. I mean, for the for the listeners who you know. On a on a rare um, a rare listener who probably might not have heard the fighting cock, um, we have known each other a very long time, haven't we? Yeah, we've known each other a very long time, and it was before we were on the fighting cock together. Mm. We used to hang around on. It's like it, it just sounds so fucking sad saying this, man. That we used to hang around on a Tottenham message board together. Um, <laughs> so that's how we got to know each other. And then um, before that, when we used to meet up before games and the Bell uh, and other places, I can't even remember how many years ago it must be now. Quite a long time. I mean, we were talking on the message board that shall not be named for all of our sakes. Yeah. Um, probably genuinely, mate. Probably like 20 years ago now. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's old internet. That is, that is really old internet. That is very But uh, yeah, so that's where we met and then um, started doing the fighting cock together um, where we would just spend our evenings eating sacks of salted popcorn. Uh, <laughs> and I carried on doing that. Yeah, same as man. No, no, I can't get enough of it. You're, you're svelte. You're a svelte man nowadays. 
No, 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 no. I'm not. It's just you can't see, but underneath, like massive dad bod. You, you know, you need to have one of those. You know those hats that people buy at the seaside, where it's like it's not a beer belly. It's an engine for a sex machine. You know, those like miserable (laughs) seaside resorts. I need to get myself one of those, actually. Decent, yeah. Bring it back. Bowling round Milton Keynes. (laughs) Past the concrete cows, packing them on the head. Anyway, mate, right, so what, 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 what I sort of want to do is, like, get it on a, get you on a, a sort of footing, so I want to, you know, try and, try and size you up a bit here, right, so I'm right. going to go for the, going to go for the meaty question first. Go, go on. Where do you stand on Jose Mourinho? Oh, fuck you now, straighten their two footer, ten toes straight in. Um, well, it's, it's, it is a, a, such a... He's such a divisive guy and it's such a prickly subject with a lot of Spurs fans and probably uh, a lot of the fans that uh, the clubs that he's managed as well. Um, So where I'm at at the moment, um, you know, it it even came up in um, various WhatsApp groups. I mean, Tottenham ones uh, today. about him, his playing style, loads of different things. Anyway, um, so where I'm at at the moment is that uh, Jose was brought in to a squad uh, that was, uh, you know, that was a good squad. Um, it was slightly on the decline. Um, Potch had probably wrung every last bit of energy uh, from them. Um, and, but, the, you know, the... They were tired and weary legs and faces, and he was to come in as uh, this um, kind of emperor, if you will, uh, and uh, and rally them. And it hasn't quite worked that way. Um, and I think he is still... He's still kind of... Um, he's... He's pulled apart in the media and by fans, rightly so as well, about um, negative tactics and games, whereas he had deployed them to great effect um, against Manchester City, where we won, and he Mourinho'd them, um, and we were all kind of uh, clapping and laughing, and this is brilliant. But then when he starts to use those types of tactics against uh, teams that we, you know, uh, without being... uh, a dick about it that we should be rolling these teams over easy but we're we're setting up to be really defensive when we have quite an attacking team really and it seemed that the first part was we were very gung-ho and you know we had the united results and um southampton and some other good results and we, we, we were looking great but then um the west ham game happened where we got pegged back um, and it was real confidence and, uh, you know, shut, shut us uh, our um, confidence, real slap in the face. Uh, and from then on in, Mourinho was like, right, that's it. Back to basics, back to defending. And I think he has tried to address it um, and he has tried to play slightly uh, more expansive um, in a few games Um it's worked at times. It's stuttered at times. He's, 
Sometimes I think the players have let him down and sometimes I think he's just got it wrong on the day as well. He was brought in to win us a trophy. You know, um, that was it. Get the best out of this squad. The last remaining bits. Get get us a trophy and top four. Um, if we hadn't had that um, kind of meteoric rise and the 6-1 slap of United and Southampton and we got really carried away... Um, I think we'd probably be looking at the season a bit differently. I, I, I do it. I had expected us to be in and around top four, slightly higher, but we are still there nonetheless at the moment. Um, we're still battling it out. Um, teams can drop points, and I think we have a more favourable run in. But that's you know, it's not a given that you're kind of going to get yourself up there. Um, and and it also now, you know, we, we've got a, a cup final to play, but the rest is uh, Premier League. Um, so our players are going to get a rest in between those games. Um, so I still think it's on. You know, we're in the we're in the cup final, and we um, are flirting around the top four areas, and we are it is a favourable position for us, and we are going to have uh, resting times. But um, I think everyone's. There's the divide comes in the playing style, really, doesn't it? It's one of those things where, what are you willing to swap out? Are you willing to uh, play boring football, defensive football, everyone behind the ball, hit them on the counter, um, score a goal, uh, uh, and then that's it? Uh, hang on to it's like hanging on to your, your hat in the game and thinking, oh god, like. They're attacking, they're attacking. We've got no, but we haven't even had any of the possession. You know, Tangai is beautiful on the ball and he's not getting it because we're so pinned back and all these other things that play into it. Uh, but um, has that is that going to bring us a trophy? Is that going to bring us top four? Um, on the other hand, if you do play a beautiful attacking football, and it's you know very easy on the eye. It's you know the, uh, in the old style that Potch used to play and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I, I think there's. I mean, I'm not sure. Like when I look around, if there's that many, are there that many teams that aren't ludicrously rich? So if you think about like City, Bayern, Liverpool, I mean. Who else really stands out who is successful playing really nice sort of gung-ho swashbuckling football anymore? And it, it, you know, I mean, like there are teams like Dortmund, um, Liverpool, I mean, to be fair, did play very nice football for a few years. But I think their sort of their major successes came when Klopp fucked off his number two and became a bit more pragmatic. And that's when they went on to win the Champions League, annoyingly, at our sort of expense, and then won the league off the back of it. I'm just... It just it seems to me that we have this sort of... A constant conflict in respect of... Like, when we had Poch, um, the football was a lot nicer. And, I mean, it, it, it wasn't... I, th- I, d- I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but I often feel there's a bit of a mythology around this idea that Potch's football was completely expansive and beautiful to watch all the time. I'm not. I'm not knocking the lads at all. I loved. I loved Pochettino and I loved the football we played under him. But 
I mean, it wasn't Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp's sort of Tottenham, I think, was, for me, I reckon probably in terms of playing style, the most exciting and kind of fluid and quick and sort of like what we see with Leicester a bit in a way. Um, I'm sure some of the tactics nonces all dig me out for making that comparison. But Fuck it, mate. I, yeah, exactly. What are they going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, but you know, when I think back to Potters, I'm like, you know, we we had when it clicked, we were absolutely phenomenal. But still, in some of Potters' games, we grinded out results, and that was one of the things that we sort of took with him in that we did have to sort of grind out some results, and Tottenham classically didn't do that. We always used to sort of champion the fact that Potch gave us a bit of grit and a bit of kind of an edge in a way where we would push stuff over the line. But I mean, with Mourinho, I just, because I mean, I sort of, I make this point not only to size you up, as I was saying at the start, but like there have been sort of reports today saying that even if we don't get top four or win a cup, Levy's going to give Mourinho one more year. Um, So if this season is a failure, um, so we don't get either of those things in, he will still be safe this summer. And you can imagine that's probably partly the fact that we'd have to pay him off a lot of money in order to get rid of him. Um, but also, I've, I've seen that yeah. there is there is a break clause and then really? there isn't a break clause. Yeah. And then, you know, there's many different things going around. But um, from, from Levy's point of view, um, he has built a, an amazing... Um, training centre for the team to to kind of excel and to bring the academy of players along and, you know, this football of excellence. Uh, he's built a, an insane stadium. And uh, the, the kind of the third and final bit is the successful team. So the infrastructure's there. It's just getting that successful team. And when you have a, a player like Harry Kane, uh, Sonny, um, you know, you are... You kind of hardly any teams have got two players like that in their team, um, so you you want uh, the very best manager. And at that time, uh, Mourinho was the best person to come in, and you can't help but look at the trophies that he's won. You can't help but look at the way um, he conducts himself when he's at clubs and it is that mentality of everyone's against us, but we're all kind of in this together and building that, uh, mentality at, at clubs and stuff like that. Um, and, and yeah, I get it. People, uh, absolutely hate that style and that mentality and that alpha male and that bullishness and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I just, I do want us to, to, to win a, a significant trophy and when Levy has gone to all these lengths and paid all that money, um, you just kind of like, just think, you, you would just want to give it more time. You just want to think, you know, I've, I've put, I've, you know, I've tried to make the stars align as much as I possibly can. And I feel like this is the, the missing ingredient. Maybe, maybe because I, I stalled on uh, Skriniar in the summer Maybe that was my fault. Maybe this summer, if I deliver him the centre-back that he wants, um, or the two centre-backs, and he can play the style that he's comfortable with, 
and we ship out some of the deadwood or people that are you know rocking the kind of um apple car um those types of things maybe maybe if we just give them one more season it might it might just turn it so I get that. I do, you know, I do get that. You've invested a shitload of money and you've got this huge asset that all needs to align together to really sing. Um, and from from you can only judge it from what you read and what you hear. And it sounds like the vast majority of the players still want to play for Mourinho. It's not this uh, hugely... Um, divisive changing room where they all want him out and they all want him gone um there are some players that are unhappy because rotation and stuff like that you're always going to get that and there are some players that are unhappy because of the playing style it doesn't uh, cater to their skills and maybe they're not given that extra few seconds on the ball where they can really show what they can do but it's a, it's a tight it's a tight rope to walk, man, to it's, get that balance. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's like it's not to um, it's not to dismiss kind of what anyone what anyone's saying when they do say that Mourinho is this toxic figure that maybe some of his methods are a bit outdated and you know this kind of this alpha big balls I want real men type rhetoric that he often comes out with. Um, yeah, I guess in society and such now is perhaps more, you know, problematic if you like. People don't really like this type of thing, this sort of toxic masculinity side of things. But I mean, the problem—the problem is right. A, a lot of you know, even 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 if you just think back to, right, think back to secondary school, the lads who were even like just good at PE let alone who were good enough to be elite sportsmen. The lads who were just, like, good at sports, and be more often than not, and I don't want to generalise, but more often than not, were somewhat unpleasant people in that respect. They were generally more toxic, more sort of charged by the alpha maleism thing, competitive, and... I do I do wonder if perhaps sometimes we let our own Yeah, you know, because I often I will hear people say, Well, if Mourinho acted the way he does if he spoke like that in an office setting or something like that, he'd you know, he he he'd not stand for long in his job and it's not to it's not to excuse any idea of anybody being actually bullied or targeted or harassed or anything like that. But if it's just a general sort of thing of like I don't like the way this guy is. I'm I'm not sure if that will completely always tally with how a lot of these footballers that we all love and we all want to say oh they're you know they're nice boys they're nice lads. A, a lot of them probably aren't. You probably wouldn't get on with a lot of your average footballers. I would say in a social sense because I do think you maybe have to be. Well, I mean, you definitely have to be wired differently to make it as a Premier League footballer. Um, and so maybe these sort of characteristics that somebody like Jose Mourinho has aren't as unpalatable to them as they might seem to the likes of us. I'm not particularly saying that as like a way of like, you know, I 
completely don't think he's a bit outdated now because I do think he is some somewhat outdated. He's even admitted it himself. He had some interview earlier on in the week, didn't he, where he said something like, you know, players of today are too molly-coddled. And he always tends to default back to, I had Terry, Drogba, Lampard, men, real men, all this type of thing. It's like, but you don't have them anymore, fella. So stop going on about it, you know. And that's, that's, that's in my opinion, that's where he needs to learn to kind of get over himself and get over this type of thing a bit more. Yeah. But then equally, I'm also like, well, love the boy as I do. And I, I don't think he's like a, a bad person or terrible or anything like that. But, you know, I think someone like Harry Kane probably really likes Jose Mourinho. I don't think yeah. Harry Kane is where he is by being like really nice to everyone in training and everything like that. I'm not saying he's an actively horrible person on a social level, but I think probably when it comes to football. He's a very driven, very... I mean, even when you see Spurs put out these little banter videos, I saw them doing some little, like... I can't remember, it was like football... Like, uh, volleyball, but headers and volleys kind of volleyball. And Kane's are actually getting livid. Like, when when they're not winning, when his team isn't winning, he's, like, shouting at his team, sort of saying for them to play back shots and things because he thought a ball was out and stuff. And it's just, like, it's a different mindset. They're elite sportsmen, man. They are uh, competitive to their very nature. And all they want to do is win. And they spend their time um, outside of football of thinking of new innovative innovative ways and how they can win, uh, what they can do, how they can, uh, I don't know, improve their fitness, how they can turn quicker, how they can seize a sense opportunities and do this and do that so that they can be the very best that they, they can be. Um, and I think kind of like when it's really hard because you're always guessing, isn't you? you like, I'm not in that change room. I don't know those players. I don't know Mourinho. I don't know what goes on and stuff like that. But, um, I, uh, for me personally, I am very, um, I'd respond to the Harry Redknapp school of arm around the shoulder. Oh, you did good, mate. You don't, you done well. Like just got to work on these things and all that lot. And I'd be like, oh yeah, nice one gaffer and all that lot. And if Josie is like, you shit, you need to pull your socks up and all that, like, I would fucking shrink, mate. The, horrible, I, just, wouldn't I, I, played, I don't have play the mentality video. for that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to play a video of when you fucked up in the last game and you lost this game for everyone. I'd be like, fuck this nonce. Right, I've got, <laughs> I've got no interest in this fella at all. And it wouldn't work on me. That's what I'm saying. But you know. But then maybe maybe this is just me out in myself as a gammon. Maybe there are maybe a lot of footballers and you know young but athletes are more in touch with this stuff now. What 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 I do want to say is that and my original point um, before um, I was rudely interrupted by the ice cream van that has just pulled up outside my house um, was that we don't know behind closed doors that Jose might be putting his arm around different players and he knows he knows the character of these players and that they do some of them uh, i don't know i just for an example bale because he is this galactico uh he he does need a jab in the rib because he needs to be, be brought down a peg or two you can't just uh roll into training and and, and not n- not give a hundred percent 
but there might be someone like uh, Ben Davies, who is super professional, turns out all the time, always comes in early, stays late, helps the you know helps the the uh, coaching staff pick the balls up at the end of training and collects the cones, and he's you know model professional and that. But um, Ben so Davies he, definitely like with the tea lady, he'll be like, "Why don't I make you a cup of tea, darling?" Yeah, you know, yeah. like, don't really know what that accent was, but you know, he's that sort. Of, you you do it for everyone. Let me make you a cup of tea for when once. the li- the linesman uh, he's redoing the white lines on the pitch. He'll go, "You you you look tired, son." Like I, I can just imagine him just having that little uh, little thing and going along with it, repainting the pitch. Bang tidy boy, you. They're like Ben. What are you doing, mate? We're doing. We're doing, you know, set pieces today or whatever. But, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting you touched on Bale, though, because um, I did want to come on to him. He, he, he's obviously had his, his comments. He's had his, mm. uh, in the past week on international duty, when all the juicy stuff does tend to come out, he's said his thing, which I think was taken a bit out of context. I'm gonna say a lot, a lot of big, a lot of big Spurs accounts and everything. You know, you like doing your finger on the pulse, content aggregating stuff, don't you? You all know who you are. None of you listen to this, so I don't know why I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> but he said something to the effect of, you know, they asked him what his future was, and he said, "Well, the the pl- I think he said something like, my plan at the moment is that." Well, or the plan was I got a year at Tottenham, get fit for the Euros, play for Wales at the Euros, and then I'll go back to Real Madrid, which seemed to be, yeah. When I sort of cut out all the noise around it, to me, it just seems very matter of fact in terms of like he was signed on a year long loan, and that's what's happening at the moment. Basically, Spurs haven't offered me an extension, so who knows what's going on. But did you? I mean. Do you think Spurs fans have been a bit overly sensitive about it, or do you think he did sort of phrase it quite clunkily? Uh, so I think um, I think from what I've seen, um, I don't think I've seen Spurs fans get throw their toys out of the pram too much. Um, I think it's a very easy thing to clip up. Um, Sky Sports put that out there as a talking point uh, stir the pot a little bit more um, and as you say it's pure matter of fact like if you are I don't know uh, if you were on a, a secondment role and you can't and you're there for and for there for the next six months you can't then be saying oh I love this manager uh, this team's so good. My old team is, you know, rubbish. They don't do this. They don't do that. You can't talk it up because politically, you know, you are going back there. I know behind closed doors that manager says, Rick, man, we've sorted out, like, f- for you to be here for a couple of years and we'll take you on permanent. And like, you, all the, everything you're doing is, is brilliant. But I can't say that. I can't say that I've spoke to Levy. I can't say I've spoke to all these different people. So I have to straight bat it. And I have to say, matter of fact, I came to Tottenham to play football. Um, whether or not, he, you know, arguably he wants to, he's doing it more than he'd like to, probably not. But, you know, you've got, you've got to judge him on those performances and Jose's the manager. But after this loan, he has to go back to Real Madrid. And that is all he can say. Um because if he starts getting into the um, 
I want another contract. I want to see out my time here at Tottenham and all that. Like, I, I guess everything is being worked out in the background. And if he says one thing and then Real Madrid might raise price, I, I don't know. But at, the, at this time, he will finish this season at Tottenham and he will have to go on a plane back to Madrid. And then it's down to the two clubs if they want to want to take it further, if they've already taken it further, if something is already agreed. But um, there was something that he did say. Um, I can't quite remember it, but it was um, it was something along the lines of uh, playing playing regular football or, or something like that. And there was a subtle little dig, I think, that was saying about him playing. Uh, you know, regular football for Tottenham, as in, I'm not playing regular football for Tottenham. Um, it's been very in- inconsistent, and where, again, um, where he has, um, we've played against the so-called lesser teams. He's turned up, put a great performance in, scored some goals, created some goals. Everyone was like, "Yes, Bale's back," um, and then when we played against um, Arsenal, he. He just didn't turn up, really. I mean, it's not. It's. It's. I'm not pinning it all on him, obviously. But a lot of a lot of players didn't turn up, which was uh, crushing, really, um, because you just. I, I wasn't expecting that, and when he was subbed off, um, quite early on, maybe 60, 60 minutes, fifty five minutes, I think, or something like that, um, he was noticeably pissed off, which He's he fuming, would be. He? But um, again, like. He, when you when you're performing like that for an hour, then it's down to him. It's down to you know a, a player of that caliber to take the game by the scruff of the neck and to do what he does. What Kane does, he drops deep and he's like, "Give me the fucking ball, give me it," yeah. and then he'll ping it off sideways to Mora or or Son or whatever. And it's about that hunger, that passion, that commitment, and showing it. Um, and I didn't see that um, in the team uh, against Arsenal and, and from everyone else. But you know, he's fair to be. It's fair to be miffed. But I don't think um, to kind of do that airing your dirty laundry. You know, like you said, like internationals where people really kind of come out and say how they feel because they're getting away from their club for a bit. I just thought that was a bit, a little bit naughty. But it's going to happen in it. It's, it's- it's tough, isn't it? Because like when you sort of look at that Arsenal game in particular, is there's times when because I think yeah yeah the the lack of sort of like desire perhaps does come through, but I think what sort of stood out for me a bit in that is still the I guess at least the way in which we're playing and the way in which we've been playing him that maybe he is a bit of a luxury player. And that's it seems like such an outdated term now. And I love him. Don't I I absolutely love Bale. I've loved having him back. I love seeing him link up with Kane and it's like like sort of Raj and I have spoken about before. It's like signing him back on FIFA, you know. It's like it's that complete fantasy scenario of seeing the two of them alongside one another. But in an actual sort of like the cold kind of robotic sense of it, when you look at the kind of like the the structure and the, I guess just the the meat and bones of football at the moment, like it sort of did highlight, for example, in that in that Arsenal game, his 
I guess, his diminished physicality compared to what it used to be. The fact he can't bomb up and down that wing in a tougher game did leave us a bit exposed because yeah. we we didn't really have like the sort of I mean whatever you want to say about the lad in terms of like his finishing or this or that you have somebody like Bergwine who will play there on the right and the lad does not stop fucking running like yeah. all, all game long like yeah he's he's running he's harrying he's getting stuck in he's chasing um and we lacked that sort of presence with Bell, and they were they were clearly targeting Doughty in that game. Yeah. Um, and so you can, I guess, when you're sort of thinking about somebody who is, you know, whatever. I mean, it's sort of become a bit of a joke now, I guess. But like, pragmatic, or if you if you let's say a non-luxury route to winning games, he just wants to win games in any way you can. Manager like Mourinho. Maybe he does look at somebody like Bell and think he he doesn't. I don't think I've ever seen Mourinho say that he doesn't think somebody like Bell is a fantastic footballer. He said that all along. But whether or not Bell is the player that he wants it there week in week out, purely for reasons such as that, like that yeah. he can't he can't run around and get as stuck in as he'd like him to, or requires him to for how he wants to play, then. That's potentially where the problem's coming in. I mean, I personally like it, for football reasons, for personal reasons, as in like just liking his face and the happy memories that he he has at the club. I'd love to see him stay on at Spurs, and I, I, you know, I think that even for off the pitch reasons, we're probably making a lot of money still off the back of the fact that. You know, he's like, I think isn't it something ridiculous? Like his social media channels have got more followers than our club, like, or the rest <laughs> of our squad put together, yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. It's something ridiculous, and he is still uh, a a grade A high ticket player. Um, yep. So there's that consideration as well, and if we can get him again on the loan for what a couple of hundred grand a week. I'd I'd happily see us give him another year, but I mean, are you in that sort of school of thought at the moment, or would you say now? I don't. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No, I, I want to see how he performs for the rest of the season, but I also 
I think it'd be unfair to judge him if he's playing a bit part in it as well. Mm. I think he needs to have that um, run in the team, that consistency, um, uh, knowing that he's going to play, not chopping and changing. But I think it's the the, the point of what you said about uh, Bergie and... Um, but sorry, but yeah, Bergie and I'll, and I'll say Mora as well. So yeah, it's yeah. it's players that play in that position, and maybe they are not as um, talented as Bale or skillful, but uh, they give it their all. They're constantly uh, chasing after players, closing players, and um, doing all that uh, legwork. And for someone like Mourinho. They are showing that so that what they lack what they lack in skill against Bale is the the you know they're showing more in passion and heart and getting around the pitch, um, and the way Mourinho plays and in that defensive uh, way he plays, um, he does expect his his kind of like outside forwards to tuck in and, and to help out uh, Doherty when he does bomb on down or Reggie, and um, he does expect players to track back and he does expect them to make it hard for um, players to when uh, when the opposition have got the ball and they're passing it about. Um, so I, I guess I don't think... I think Bale will be on his way back, you know? Um, I don't think we're going to... Um, he's going to see out the second, second season with us because I think... Uh, I think maybe him and Mourinho have clashed. Uh, there was a bit where uh, we thought that, you know, Bale is back and, you know, everything is going to be okay and stuff. And then it kind of went to shit again. Um, I think he will still be playing a bit part towards the end of the season. He'll probably get a goal, a couple of, couple of assists or whatever, um, and we'll say farewell, thanks for coming back, blah, blah, blah. But if he gets I, a winner in the cup final. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't back, you wouldn't bet against no, him doing no, that oh, mate, That'd be rain. That'd be a nice little. That would be a nice way to sort of tie it up. Right. Yeah, that would. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, mate. That's what we've got to pin all our hopes on now. Just, just that. <laughs> just a winner against like probably the best side in Europe. Yeah, you know I mean. I a think... bail master blaster from thirty-five yards. He's been threatening one of those though, hasn't he? For yeah, yes. Like when you just see him, like the big dog, when you see him line up, is is. His tight muscular physique, his his pert bottom, the way it stands over, you know, where he lines up that free kick, his chest all puffed out, like his yeah. little sort of Ronaldo stance that he likes to put on. I'm always like, there's still that bit of me. I'm just like, he is fucking quality. Like he is a fucking superstar still. He is. You know? like, just the way he hits the ball, you can tell. Yeah, that he's fucking. He's a cut above everyone. He is. Even even I love God bless him, but even H to a degree. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But it's in a different way. It's in a it's in a different way, that's the thing. But there's like you say, there's just something about isn't it? Just the way he strikes it's, it's, a ball is technique, yeah, and, yeah. Where I just like it gives me that flashback of like fucking hell like that last year under avb he really was all yeah we'd all be like we're not a one-man team gareth Bale, oh fuck <laughs> off gilfie sigurdsson he makes most of his goals and now you're like, <laughs> like that was all bail like, that was literally all bail right? like he nearly dragged us into the top four that year were it not for newcastle not beating arsenal at home even though we Bastards. thought they all had done um <laughs> 
But yeah, so you reckon he, he's gone though? That's yeah, it. pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's what I get. See you later. See you later, Gaz. Yeah, later. So on the uh, on the staying on the Welsh mafia. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, Joe Roden's winning over a lot of fans. He had a, a big, big block last night. Wales, Wales won their uh, their World Cup qualifier, and Joe Roden jumped to their rescue in the dying seconds and uh, basically blocked a, a surefire goal off the line. Um, have you? Have you? I mean, are you clamouring for him to come into the side now? Do you think he could be somebody that could solve a lot of our defensive um, problems? I didn't. I didn't see the um, the shot block yesterday. Um, from what I have seen, what do you him, mean you're not um, watching Wales? Nah, World Cup mate. qualifiers, mate. What, what are you doing? What are you doing nah. with your life? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just just channel hopping to get all the internationals just to check on how our team, our players are doing. Nah, asked. you're right, mate. I, I, I know. Don't think many people have to imagine some of the sad, sad sacks that listen to this. Like, listen to me talking for an hour. Jesus. With uh, yeah, with Roden, I, I like what I see, and um, like I, it's hard to draw these comparisons, uh, and you can say it's slightly uh, ignorant or lazy, and I don't care, but. Um, it, he reminds me of uh, like a John Terry esque, you know, put put their body on the line, and like you said, the block. And from what the Swansea fans, they 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 one of their songs is like, if you throw up a brick, and Roden will head it. <laughs> um, like he's just one of those players. I think uh, positionally, um, he needs to sharpen up. He's in the Premier League now, and he, you know he'll get there, but. Um, yeah, I think for one of those uh, types of players, those types of centre-backs, they are very handy indeed. So if you are playing against, um, I don't know, uh, I can't think of a team now, because like, we used to reel off your Stokes, your Burnleys, uh, all those where they've got big players and they're lumping the ball forward um, and you just need someone at the back just to, just to take it off their heads, really. But um, I think that might be a bit of a disservice to the to, to the young lad because he's tall and he and he can stick his head on anything and uh, is is uh, tackle blocking. But what I will say is um, I remember against oh fucking hell Villa I want to say R- Roden played against Villa didn't he I think and so, Tanganga yeah, yeah. Um, when uh, it was um, later on in the game I believe. But uh, Villa had a chance. Someone shot um, at Roden and Tanganga. Both like threw their bodies on the line. It was like that rushing, that commitment, that kind of uh, instinct, um, just to stop that ball going into the back of the net. And at that time, where we were, our team were not showing that at all against Arsenal, against Zagreb. Um, and it is that commitment that, that you want to see. I don't care if Tottenham lose. Um, obviously, I, I do care. But if you if they've tried, and I can see that they've put everything into it, but the other team were just better, okay, I can live with that, man. If the other team scored an absolute worldie, okay, I can live with that, man. Unfortunate fucking Oggy. They happen, man. But if you don't fucking turn up and you don't put 100% effort in... Um, and you are caught dilly-dallying or whatever, 
um, then we've got fucking problems, mate. And I think at this moment in time, to run into the end of the season, yeah, why not? Why not give Roden a chance? Why not give Tanganga a chance as well? Um, I know Jose likes um, a commanding centre-back, shall we say, a, t- a tall guy at the back. Um, so I don't know where Tanganga fits in that. And again, um I'm not sure on his actual height, but he he doesn't look like a towering centre back. But like he Rogan. feels like it. And the thing is about Tanganga, just his kind of like the, I guess the the ferocity with which he plays, he he he, he feels like a presence still though, doesn't he? That's the thing because I I get I've heard the stuff about his like stature and things is why Mourinho is hesitant to put him in the centre back position, but. There's just something about him that I really like. That you know, I think maybe maybe Jose's just got to get over that one. Like maybe the the lad can do a job there. Do you know what I mean? Because he is yeah. like he does. I don't know. I just like him. I like I. And if he has got, because Roden's a big old butt lump, isn't he? So like he can probably make up. Do you for think? A, do you think because of the uh, the nostalgia of um, a young, pure Tottenham centre back coming through the academy and then playing for the first team, do you think that uh, leans heavily on uh, on your thinking, like uh, a certain Mister King? Yeah, I suppose. But for every king, there's a Campbell, isn't there? So, you know what I mean? That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> it can go either way, mate. It can very go nice. Very way. nice. Very nice. It can go either way. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that, maybe that is a uh, a, a thing with Tanganga. But I do, I do like him. I do like him a lot. And I've, I've been sort of. I am. I'm probably still a bit lukewarm on Roden. I am. But I think ultimately, though, whatever it is. We've been rotating Dyer and Sanchez or either one of those two with Toby all season. I think we've seen uh, all possible manner of combinations of those three now. Yeah. And it just don't work anymore, does it? I think that's what we can all decide. Who We can put the blame on any of them individually, probably in different examples from different games. But I just think ultimately... I don't know in that in that blue sky. If football, real life football, happened like Championship Manager or whatever way, I'd just say bye to all three of those lads now and sort of yeah. bring in somebody new. But it doesn't work that way. I know, I get it. We can't just lose three first team centre backs. No, I, I would um, I would agree. I totally agree. Um, th- there is this little bit of. Um, thing that I, I kind of do think about and um it's when Spurs were playing um and how Mourinho had set us up um to be this um kind of eleven men behind the ball counter team and we would just sit and wait. They had the ball and as soon as they made a mistake we would pounce. But um in order for that to happen we would have to have an immaculate uh, defensive performance and when uh, you know much much like your mum when balls are swinging in all the time right you uh, 
you, you there are there are going to be accidents right there there is going to be an incident uh where it's just too much pressure on that defense and i think with if we if we played a little bit more offensive which we have seen us play in recent games it relieves that pressure on the center backs and they have looked better but um i don't think they are the answers at all um I, you know when uh, Jan and Toby were in their pomp and uh, Dyer used to fill in, it it was good because you had that experience at hand and you had that classy player next to them that would kind of guide them. Um, and maybe if we had a, a great partner for Dyer and we played in a different kind of... We, we weren't kind of backs to the wall all the time. Maybe that might work out, but how I'm feeling at the moment, if you were saying like championship manager uh, and I've got three cards, I've put all three cards down and say, deal me another three. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, uh, it, Toby, Toby and Jan, mate, I, they sort of probably got a bit drowned out by the other sort of litany of stars we had back then. Massively. That, but in their pomp, now when I look back to it, I'm like, oh shit. They were well good. <laughs> Every know? like with with when Tottenham uh, players leave, um, like literally the day after I unfollow them on social media, I'm like fuck that, and they're dead to me. And when Yan when Yan, when Yan left, I unfollowed him. I was like nah, so like, see you later, mate. Not part of Tottenham. And literally the day after, I was like typing in Yan, went straight back and followed him again. Yeah. And I was like I love him too much. There is no way. And I've been the same for Toby as well. Um, some players, man, they just, they come into your football club and they just fit, man. And I look back so fondly um, of of Jan at Tottenham. And I were exactly the same as Toby and I will do of Lloris and, and other players that have, that have stayed the time with us. I feel like Jan is one day going to be, hopefully our manager, but I think he, out of probably a lot of our players is one of the ones that I would see most likely going into being a manager and being one of those like really stylish, cool European managers. Do you know what I mean? Nice yeah. turtleneck and a sort of camel coloured overcoat on the touchline, little spectacles kind of thing, <laughs> you know, standing there and you're like, he's the fucking bollocks. He's well good. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be but, quality. But he's not that good. Do you know what I mean? Like, but still like, you're like, <laughs> But he's our manager. Let's have him. Let's have Jan back, you know. Because he just seems so, like... He just seems like a very intellectual man, you know? Yeah, he does. And he was always so serious. Or, like, always kind of, like... Uh, yeah, quite dour. But then you would see him pop up on social, commenting on somebody else, another player's social, like, taking the piss out of him, digging him out. Did, uh, he had that brilliant one. Did you ever see the time when... Um... <laughs> Eric <laughs> Eric Dyer went back to Lisbon and he was standing there with some of like the other sort of academy graduate lads. You know like when you'll see like Harry Kane or whoever in Sheesh and Chigwell with like you know Sam Cox and Andrus Townsend and people uh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was an equivalent to that Dyer with some of the like some other sporting players. And Dyer was wearing like these tracky bottoms. And you could just see the outline of his schlong in the tracky bottoms. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> you saw in the comments, the Anvertongan, 
Why, you look very pleased to see them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find that here. Right? I, I ha- yeah, I have got that picture. Uh, um, yeah, no, that's it. It can't be his dick because it was fucking enormous. I don't know. He's a big. He's a big old. He's a big yeah, old yeah. unit, though. He, isn't he is. He is. Yeah. 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 Right. If he, had, you know, what he lacks in centre back capabilities, he makes up for uh, in the, you know, <laughs> keeping his Tinder dates happy. I think uh, probably. Do they even use shit like Tinder? They might have got I me. Mean, how do footballers meet people? You know. Uh, they probably just. Uh, have high-end prostitutes and fall in love with them, and then that'll be it, really. Yeah, yeah, that probably yeah. is it, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's it. Life's big questions answered. Um, <laughs> Harry Kane, like when he's not at Sheesh, um, is seemingly at the moment also talking to the media quite a lot. I mean, everyone's sort of done this point to death, really. Is he? Won't he? Who will buy him? Who won't? But I mean, in the sort of in the in the pits of your soul, in the in the darkness of night, when you sort of like wake up and you know you worry about like the future and about like where am I going in life? What you know, what's next? What have I got for the next? Life? In, in that space there, the, that dead of night, do you get that little tug of like, and not you know not your own tug, but like that little tug of Kane might actually go this summer. Like something there, might just happen, or are you just totally like, nah, not happening. No one can afford him. He won't leave. Yeah, there's. I mean, there are times where I don't know. He'll say something, and there'll be a soundbite, and it'll be like before you've even known it's gone out to all the kind of syndication, Sky Sports, and all that lot, and they're all doing their their kind of angle on it. But like for one. Again, with COVID and no one can afford him, uh, I don't think he'll go. Two, um, his family, you know, he's got, uh, just had his third child. I, I Personally, I think his uh, family are settled in London and they wouldn't want to go anywhere. Um, and especially like, you know, could, would his family be, and would he want to be split apart from his young family growing up if they stayed in London and he was bought by City or Liverpool? And I don't see him going there anyway. Um, maybe City, not not Liverpool. I just I just can't see it. Uh, United, um, I just no, I don't see that either. And plus, um, he is close to Greaves's record, and Kane. He wants that record. He he ain't going to leave until he takes that record. He loves and, it, doesn't he? It's a scoring goal. He is so close to Shearer's record too. If he goes to City, he might have a stinker. He might, you know, you know, players, they come out of their environment, everything they've ever known, they step out their bubble and they're not as protected, they're not as loved. When he walks down the corridor, people don't like bow to him and say... Like, all right, Sir Harry, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, at City, he's just another City millionaire. Um, and and even though they play great football, you never know what can happen. But in the place where he's at at the moment, he is always going to be number fucking one. And no one will forget about it. I don't forget about it. And when at the end of your career and people are saying, 
oh, but he didn't win this, he didn't win that. He, he stayed true to himself and stayed at his boyhood club. And do you know, even, even if he doesn't have uh, a Premier League winner's medal or whatever, but the best medal of, of, of all is what he's going to get is a fucking statue outside the stadium of him. And that's, that's all I would want. If I can't win it for the team, then you do a fucking statue for me because I've taken all the records, mate, all of them. A statue of him holding what, like a, the 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 Audi Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should do that. Just double down on it. Yeah. Doing with the the Audi Cup and what else? I think we won the the Peace Cup or something like that, didn't we? P- yeah, like we that? did win the Peace Cup. Um, and also, team? I think he's in the team for the Peace Cup. Just for bounce as well. Why don't we have him in one of those poses where he's leaning back and putting American football in his hands? Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. After he's had his little, I think Clive Allen went and did a, he he went and became a kicker for a bit, didn't he, in American football? Yeah, someone did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know oh, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think he, I think he will do that. Somebody said something like, "How, uh, how funny would it be if the one trophy came on in his career was a Super Bowl?" You know. Oh, mate, that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> was it? You know when he did that? Let's go! His video. <laughs> Was that the Super Bowl? He did? no, it was Champions yeah. League, wasn't it? Or did he no. do it? it? No, I think I think it was Super Bowl. He loves his He loves Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I I'd like to get into that. Uh, like uh, as you as you know, uh, to Trunk. Can I do a call you to Trunk or do I call you the government name? Call me call me Sir. Actually, okay. Today, if you want, Sir. As you know, uh, I'm on the chef. Uh, Chef, actually. <laughs> we're in my kitchen now. <laughs> I hate it when they do that. Yes, chef. No, I know he's a fucking chef. <laughs> Get dinner on the go, will you? <laughs> you fucking shouty prick. Just whisking some eggs. Don't need to shout at everyone. As you know, I've got my finger on the pulse of. Uh, of the goings on in the world and Netflix and I watch all, you know, every subtitled film that comes out and, and all, all that. All the posh all ones. That. Uh, yeah, I am, uh, I've started watching that uh, Last Chance You. Oh, is it decent? Uh, the, so I'm in the, I'm doing the American football one at the moment. Okay. Like every, everyone's on, because that was released years ago now. And that's when I start watching stuff. When everybody's watched it, everybody's talked about it, all the trends are gone. That's my time. Yeah, Years time later. Shine. Yeah, my time to shine. It's really good. Really, really enjoying it. Um, it's just like American football is just a world that I just don't know. I don't have a team. I don't I don't know players or anything like that. So it's, I find it quite interesting, like Harry Kane. And there's loads of other bods that are, you know, well into American football. And when, when it comes over here, like the Travelling Circus... It's, you know, everyone wants a ticket for it. I mean, I don't. Maybe I should get a team. Maybe I should get a team and start following. It seems like really aggy chess to me. That's sort of like the way I look at it. It's so like, it's so super tactical. And like all of the, all of the sort of players seem to have really, I mean, I know in soccer football, association football, (laughs) we have positions and what have you, but still, You'll have players from all over the pitch score fucking 35-yard worldies and that, right? People just yeah. pop up with them. It seems to me in American football, like, the players have 
very particular skill sets and play in very particular positions to like I mean I have I honestly no idea about the sport and I, I I've tried to I've tried to watch it I've tried to like get into it but I just don't find it very fun you know? No, and there's one thing as well that really weirds me out is that when they're playing, that the, like there are players with a towel tucked into their shorts, and like they dry their hands, and then they like, why is why is the towel there? Why have they got? Why do they have to have a towel on them at all times during a game? Like in rugby, you don't see that. Like, and why is it like all that? Why have they got the, all the armor on? Like it's fucking mad. Like. You're saying I just that, think you're saying just play soft. rugby. That, yeah. yeah, they are soft yeah. lads. Soft, soft rugby lads. Yeah, so, they are, mate. Yeah, they don't. Do you think? I wonder if American football lads do all the stuff that rugby lads here do, like you know, poo in pint glasses and do that. <laughs> drink, drink a beer out of that, you know. And then try and make out that you're weird when you say, "Nah, I'm all right, mate." Like, you know. <laughs> I don't think they do. They, uh... no, I can't. I can't see them having that kind of banter around them and uh i wonder i wonder who maybe that's like the the lacrosse lads you know they have all those sort of random uh, yeah like yeah water polo and lacrosse <laughs> and stuff like that uh, definitely lacrosse yeah yeah maybe maybe it's, it does look a bit weird it's got you know it's french name so it's gonna be like you know it's gonna be something weird about it <laughs> Snails and frogs and all that, <laughs> all that foreign muck, mate. Not for me. All that foreign muck. Yeah, for me. That. not for yeah, me. Not can't for bear me. it. Um, I guess just in closing, mate. Like we got Newcastle this weekend. I mean, they're always such a hard team to to call for Spurs. I find because they're the team that we either turn up and just spank, or they just have a. I I tend to think more often than not down the years when I think about it on balance. They've often been a bit of a thorn in our side. Like I think they're a bit. I think they live a bit rent free in our head a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, as well, when we were kind of um, semi shit, um, we would still always go up to Newcastle, and we uh, we would we would never get a win at St James's Park. It was fucking unheard of. We had a couple of games where where we turned up and we'd win, but more often than not, um, we we would never win up there. It was that was one of the games where I'd be like, "Oh, who have we got this weekend? Oh, Newcastle away! Fucking put a line through that. Don't even play the game. Just give them the three points, man. It's fucking stupid." Um, and that's how it felt. Uh, uh, but we have in recent times we have got some results up there, but. They fucking spun it, didn't they? They've got a couple of results that are gaff as well. Mm. So I'm just like, fucking hell, just go away. Like, so just... many... Because I, I remember... Because that's true. Because like you're saying, the line through it. I, I think probably... I mean, there's probably another one in my lifetime before this, but I think the first win away at St. James's part that stands out is... I think... Remember Timothy Atuba, that left-back uh, we had? He scored an absolute worldie against him, where he, yeah. like, cut in from the left and twatted it from about 35 yards. With and, his right foot as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he just hit it so cleanly, and it just sort of <laughs> scythed into, like, sort of about midway through the net, but it was just perfect. Yeah, and man. and I think we did we win like two 0 Somebody else scored like another goal off the back of it, but yeah, I remember Gus Poye uh, scoring a couple of goals up there as well. Um, 
Uh, and I, as well, I always, so when I was younger and one of the, the kind of places that you always want to go, that you always hear about, St. James's Park, the home of football, 50,000 screaming mad Geordies and stuff like that, Toon Toon, Black and White Army. Um, so I've always wanted to go up to St. James's and because um, my season ticket stature and loyal points, no matter how many times I applied, I would never fucking get a ticket. So um, we played them in the FA Cup and we got a bigger allocation. Me and my dad applied. Fucking got tickets, didn't we? Oi, right? Oi, oi. And that was back in 2005, I believe. Um, so we had our seven-hour coach journey <laughs> up to Newcastle, right? And bearing in mind, the day before... I had this is one of the the Ricky moments that's on the list of stupid things that I have done. I was at a house party. Um, the said house party had just had their kitchen redone, um, and there was a can of black varnish on the side. And I don't know why I was pissed up and I headbutted it. I picked up the can and I just headbutted it, as you do when you're younger. And someone said, oh, my God, doesn't that hurt? And I was like, no. And they went, do it again then. So I did it again, and the can popped. Uh, so black varnish went all over their brand-new redecorated kitchen, all over people's clothes and stuff like that. <laughs> totally ruined it. Totally ruined the pie. Everyone got ushered out. And then <laughs> the morning, I woke up with the worst hangover, knowing I had to travel seven hours on a coach up to Newcastle with that whole guilt and shame. And as soon as we got there, seven minutes in, 1-0 Newcastle, we lost the game 1-0 after seven minutes. I think there's even like a... Did Patrick Cliver play for Newcastle for a, at a stage? Oh, he might have done it at the tail end of his career, one of those. Yeah, like, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's bring in this, this sort of old yeah. European super dog. Kind of like how we got Edgar Davids in. Like, yeah, right yeah, in yeah, yeah. I swear, I swear it was uh, Cliver that scored after the seven minutes and then it was kind of like obviously fucking 83 minutes of nothing, of whimper from Tottenham. And then a seven-hour coach journey back to Milton Keynes after all that of me feeling, fuck, not only did I do that journey and feeling awful about Tottenham, but then completely and utterly ruining my mate's brand new refurb kitchen and all my friend's clothes and all that. God, what a fucking cunt I am, honestly. Do you still get that really little am. tinge of like, oh, why did I do that? So yeah, there's the, you know that uh, when you're wide awake at three in the morning. Oh, I know. Well, what, what, hello, what, old what, friend. 3am. <laughs> yeah. One of those things you just think, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Yeah, it's just one of those forks in the road where yeah. there's an alternate reality where there's a Ricky that didn't do that, and you're like, I wonder what his life turned out to be like. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever told that story. You know, that's, a, that's a, an exclusive. There you go. Exclusive. You go. Yeah, I like that. Flav will be belling me up in a minute, being like, uh, <laughs> "Mate, you could, that can't go out tonight." Actually, I've, uh, you know. Can you just bleep that whole that whole bit? Yeah. Like two minutes of bleeping throughout all of it. There'll be no uh, there'll be no champagne and lobsters for you this week. No, I know. Rick, that's, fucking, what, uh... that's what he's got you all on now, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember it well. I miss those days, man. Like, I'd show up and the silver service would be there. You know, that was the the creme de la creme of podcasting. Um, yeah. Oh well. It's me and my big mouth in it, mate. Ruins, <laughs> ruins everything. 
<laughs> Other than this last hour that we've just had together, Ricky. Yeah, been, it's been amazing. You know, it's been really fun, actually. Yeah, well, really fun. You. I'm glad you've uh, glad you've enjoyed it, mate. It's been been a pleasure having you on, mate. Finally for your for, for your debut. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you're often giving us a, a shout out and everything as well, so I appreciate that. And, no, uh, no worries. I will. I will continue to do so as well. Yeah, Keep up the good work, you and Raj. Fucking better, yeah. And uh, yeah, much love to you, mate. Like, and uh, yeah. Do you reckon we'll beat Newcastle, basically, in short, or do you think we'll fuck it this time? Uh, they are on a horrendous run, and if we don't beat Newcastle, then uh, everything about I said about Jose, uh, sorry, Jose. At the beginning of the pod and see how it runs out, out, straight out. I don't even want him getting in on the coach from Newcastle back to Tottenham. Fuck him off. If we, if we lose that, that's it. Get him out. Just leave him there, standing there in the dust. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and you see in cartoons and stuff like that. Yeah. Him with his bags just there. The dust of the bus comes and he's just stood there <laughs> tweeting something or putting something on his Instagram. We can all have a laugh at it, but then unfollow him, and that's it. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 